Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to another edition of CCO's Car Care Show. Thanks to our good friend Nick Stoffel, who is an ASC certified technician Runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good morning to you, Nick. Good morning, Denny. I hope you had a good week, you and the, the crew at uh, Lloyd's. Pretty warm. Good, but <laughs> very, very warm. We had uh, we had the air conditioning going on, which helps some, obviously. But, it, uh, you know, it was very warm and a lot of uh, heat-related issues for folks. Obviously, air conditioning and um, just a little more, a little more heat, a little more uh, stress on the vehicles. I uh, we're already getting uh, some text messages from listeners. In fact, I should pass along the uh, the phone number. It's also the text number. So any kind of a car care question you may have for Nick, by all means, if you like to call it in, excellent. If you want to just send a text like some folks are doing, that'd be great too. Just one number will get you either six five one four six one nine two two six. But I urge you, don't wait. I know our time with uh, Nick is limited. And he will be uh, taking his leave about 7.45 this morning. So a little over a half hour is our, our, our time allotted. So any kind of a problem with your car, your truck, your van, you'd you like to get a little analysis over the radio, Nick will do his best to do that the very thing. So call us or text us, 651-461-9226. Um, here's an interesting question. In fact, one I've I've had and actually do. Uh, you know, we talk about warming up our vehicles during the cold months, cold periods. But what about summer? Not not five minutes, but is it, I guess the texter waiting through this paragraph uh, is saying, is it still a good idea at least let things kind of get going for about a minute or so before we take off? Well, I would, I would say the only benefit would be to, you know, open your doors and let some of the heat out. You know, some vehicles yeah, have okay. settings where you can un- unlock the door or hold the fob, it'll roll the windows down. But as far as the engine and the uh, transmission and all the accessories, uh, there's really no need, uh, more of a comfort for us. And it's somewhat similar in the wintertime, to be honest. You know, once you start that vehicle, after a few moments, all the mechanics are getting lubricated. All the fluid is making its way around. Uh, you know, it's back to our comfort. We want to let our vehicle warm up so it's warm in the car for us, not necessarily for the vehicle. So, you know, it's not necessary for more than a, a moment or two in the wintertime. And in the summertime when it's really hot out, you know, let some of that heat up before you crawl in. Um, would be all, all it's necessary at most. Very good. Thanks for that text. Again, 651-461-9226. Here's one that says, good morning. 
how common is it to be replacing a water pump on a 2018 Sierra with 56,000 miles on it? Could it be that these Minnesota elements uh, play a part in it? Well, I would say, my opinion, any vehicle, 56,000 miles, if it's a little bit early on a water pump, obviously I don't know all the circumstances, the condition of the coolant and the contamination. Um, there's probably a few factors that could play a role in that. But I would like to say typically um, most of the mechanical pieces we like to see go 100,000 miles or better. Um, but, you know, once again, I, I don't know the exact situation that's going on here, so I don't want to comment on something. I, I don't want to say that it's not impossible. I would say that's not very common. Yeah, generally speaking, we're talking here. Let's grab a phone call, Nick. Uh, Steve's calling in this morning, I believe, from uh, Ham Lake. Steve, good morning. What's your question for Nick? Uh uh, Nick, I've got an 07 Trailblazer with about 149,000 on it. It's a six-cylinder, uh, 4.2. The vehicle normally, with the original uh, thermostat, the vehicle normally runs at about 185 degrees. When I turn the air conditioning on, um, it'll generally it can it'll bounce right up to about 210, 215, which seems to be a lot. Um, the uh, red line on the uh, on the uh, temperature gauge is at about 260. The owner's manual really doesn't address what the proper range is, is how much your uh, temperature gauge should go up when you're running your air conditioning, and I'm worrying about overheating my oil and my transmission fluid. I'll hang up. Well, a great, think, great question. And a lot of good information there. Um, I don't think it should change a whole lot. I think maybe what the bigger issue is that we're putting more demand on the front of the vehicle. I suspect that we likely have some contamination or debris caught up in that radiator and that condenser on the front of the vehicle. So if this listener is capable uh, to get in there with a the hose, you know, you don't, don't go crazy, but try to wash out in the vehicle. So if this listener is capable uh, to get in there with a the hose, you know, you don't, don't go crazy, but try to wash out. And if you can find a way to pull the radiator or the condenser, separate them just a little bit to get in there, I think you're going to find quite a bit of debris there, and that debris is uh, affecting its ability to dissipate heat. Under normal circumstances, it's keeping up, doing a fine job. We put a little more stress, um, have more of a demand on it, and it can't keep up. So I think cleaning out those areas, and if, it, if it's something you can't do, take it to your shop, tell them the same story, say, hey, I heard that someone said it might be a good idea to clean out this debris, cottonwood, uh, years of running down the highway and anything that sticks to the front of the car sticks to the front of the radiator condenser. So get that washed out, and I suspect that this will operate better for them. That's interesting to have that particular topic because I saw a text that came in earlier wondering if should your shop, basically is asking, should your shop uh, clean your radiator from time to time? I know we've talked about it on our show. Uh, you think it should be done on a, maybe a semi-regular basis? What do you think, Nick? It's not a bad idea. Um, you know, we we talk about it, you know, every every season in our, in, in our shop. And then, you know, if you're starting to see more of this debris, the difficulty is some vehicles, you can see everything. It's very noticeable. Other vehicles, not so much. Things are really compact in there. You have cooling fans attached to them, another cooler. So it kind of becomes a bit of a sandwich where you can't really get a good look without taking things apart. So, unfortunately, it's usually a situation like this collar where you're having some sort of a, noticeable temperature in the engine or maybe the air conditioning is not working as well 
that's when we start to dig a little bit deeper and say, maybe we need to take this further apart to look. Okay. Nick, hang on. We're going to uh, take a quick break here, inviting our listeners uh, to uh, join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a car or a truck or van problem and you want to know what could be ailing before you bring it in for service, call us or text us. Don't wait, though. As I said, Nick uh, will be leaving us about 745 or so this morning. So call or text 651 461 9226. Right now in the Twin Cities, uh, we expect highs today near 81, 82 tomorrow, both sunny skies. Right now, though, fair skies, 66 degrees on CCO. Hey, good Saturday morning to you. This one happens to be the 29th of July. We are in the midst of our car care show. We're here every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour. Thanks to Nick Stoffel, who runs Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Nick, uh, tell everybody who may need some help but don't know where you guys are located, where are you? Absolutely. So if you're wandering the streets of St. Paul and you stumble uh, across Grand Avenue, we're at the corner of Grand and Chatsworth, yellow brick building, green awnings, um, got some couple nice planters out front. If you ever have to give us a call, our number is 651-228-1316. And if you want to look at this online, you can check out our website at lloydsautomotive.net, and that's L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. Yeah, thanks, Nick. We'll uh, get you that info before uh, Nick leaves us, which is about 745 this morning. So uh, don't don't wait if you have any kind of an issue with your vehicle. Call us or text us, 651-461-9226. Speaking of calling. Let's grab a phone call. Larry is calling in, I believe, this morning from Woodbury. Larry, thanks for calling. What's your question for Nick? Yeah, Nick, uh, I have about two uh, Highlanders. Uh, one's a 2003 and another one's 2015. Well, my wife and I are snowbirds. So we only drive the, the older one about three to 4,000 miles a year. But the shock absorbers are totally shot. And we don't take it on the highway very much. But uh, it's really a rough ride when we're driving on city streets. Do you think it's worth uh, spending the money to put shock absorbers in that car? Uh, for a couple of reasons, I would say yes. I understand it's uh, you're not using it in a great month, but if you want to continue to drive it, you know, the shock absorbers not only give us the comfort, but it also allows the vehicle to handle properly. Uh, if we have bad weather, rain, whatever we might have, roads are rough, if you have to maneuver, you know, stop quickly or do something, uh, you want the car to handle and grab the road properly. Also, don't forget about the tire wear. If, if that tire is not properly placed on the road, if it's got a little bit of a bounce to it or a hop to it, it's going to create an uneven wear, which will make the handling even worse. And then when you do decide to buy the shocks, you're going to end up needing a set of tires also. So oftentimes when a recommendation is made, keep in mind that the other things that are affected by not doing that, and, you know, sometimes you need a little time, absolutely acceptable, but if you're just going to put it off because you just don't think you need to, don't forget you might have other problems on the road. Very good. Thanks for the call. Um, I was looking at the the text. A bunch of texts have come in. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Here's one. It says, "Is a half fan shroud good to use on a radiator?" It doesn't say what kind of a vehicle. It just says, "I cannot fit the full one on my old car." Well, the the idea behind the fan shroud is to kind of funnel. The air, you know, so the, if the fan is spinning, it's going to pull air from any any possible direction. Well, the shroud makes a bit of a funnel and forces the air through the radiator and condenser to keep things cool. 
Um, so I, I would say, ideally, if it's not fitting, something's not right. So I don't know if it, I'm, I'm guessing maybe it's an aftermarket setup and they're trying to you know make something work there, which might 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 have to work. You know, you maybe put the half in and see how she works. Watch the temperatures carefully. If it's operating with the you know the normal temp, it's going to work. If you're seeing the temperatures are varying on you, I mean, have to get back to the drawing board and figure out how to get more of that rest of that shroud in there. Here is a 2008 Buick Lucerne texture sent in this question. During the summer months, or as soon as the weather warms in the spring, he or she gets a ticking sound in my front dash area. Never hear it in the winter. Any ideas what this could be? Well, there's some detective work for you. There is. I, I wonder, um, you know, temperatures play a role in everything. Things expand and contract hotter, you know, they expand, they get colder, they contract. So maybe there's a little bit of movement in some of the air duct, possibly one of the actuators, which are the small little motors that move the flaps for us, um, for temperature, location. Um, maybe one of those is not enjoying the heat and it's clicking because it's not, you know, those gears are slipping and stripped, so they're not operating properly. Um, I don't think it's alarming. I think maybe the best recommendation would be next time you're in for service. If everything's working fine, when you're in next time, say, hey, I noticed this noise. Now, hopefully you can demonstrate to the folks at the shop or you can tell them what they need to do to hear it. Because uh, as you know, Denny, oftentimes when we have those intermittent or hard-to-find noises or squeaks or, you know, what, what we may have, uh, can be very difficult to find. So any information you can share will definitely help that shop figure out what's going on. Absolutely. Six five one four six one nine two two six. A listener wants to know, uh, we're having questions about coolant and, and radiators this morning, it seems like. Uh, with newer cars, do you need to change the coolant more often like the old days? No, it's very different. Um, I think the uh, designs of the engine, we have less of the exhaust gases uh, wicking its way into the cooling system, which is, creates a lot of issues. Uh, I think that the makeup of the coolant is much better. The, the life expectancy is longer. A lot of vehicles are 100,000 miles. You know, I'm, you know where I'm headed with this. Check the owner's manual. There'll be a service interval. Um, you know, we used to say every two or three years, it's, it's longer now. It's maybe five or six years in some cases. So I would say reference your owner's manual, which is a very good guide. If you're a little bit under or over that mileage and you take it to your shop and they test it, they might say, oh, you're still fine. You can wait a little bit. You have... Uh, some other repairs coming up down the road, we can do it. Or they might say, hey, it's a little bit early, but we have these reasons but we want you to deal with it now. So I would uh, recommend looking at it, checking the manual, and mention it with your uh, repair shop. Speaking of repair shops, I know the times I've and many <laughs> they have been going to Lloyd's. Uh, you guys, you and your crew, uh, if, if, if a person doesn't have a manual, let's say, and you're going in for an oil change or maybe a tire rotation or both or whatever the, whatever the work is. Uh, and if you don't know what the maintenance schedule is, you guys have, like, all these programs. I mean, you can look up the model, the year, the whole thing, and, and you, you can tell on that computer screen what's necessary and what isn't, right, as far as maintenance. Absolutely. And if you don't have that manual or you don't want to really look it up, you don't have to. The next time you're in for a uh, an appointment, you know, I just mentioned to your shop saying, hey, I'm getting close to this mileage. I'm concerned about my antifreeze or transmission fluid or brake fluid or any maintenance bed and spark plugs. They can look at the interval and in some cases check those items. You know, some are a little more accessible. 
and then make a recommendation to you. But yeah, you, you don't have to have the resources to find it. Leave that to the folks taking care of the car for you. Yeah, absolutely. Hang on, Nick. We're going to have a look at that forecast, and we'll have a few minutes to go when we come back. So uh, if you take advantage of uh, Nick's presence here this morning, if you have any kind of a car care question, shoot it to us either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. Weather is straight ahead here on Newstalk 830. This is WCCO. Is what it could be. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, it's. Um, I, I wonder because okay, so the belt's been replaced. I wonder if it's when something's engaged. An example being air conditioning. Obviously, I would think that somebody's had tried that. Um, what I, what I, I guess my best advice to this tech, this texture is get a notepad. And I, I say this all the time, but it really does help. When you notice it, was it in the morning? Was it cool out? Had it been raining? Is it sitting in the sun? Uh, had the car been sitting overnight or have you been driving for a long time? Any clues you can give starts to help narrow down the drive cycle that the, the shop needs to take because, those, like I said before, those intermittent problems can be very frustrating and sometimes costly to find. So any information you can do to help find that solution quicker saves money. So, Absolutely. you know, anything you can do to just try to make some notes, share that with the mechanic, and say, here, I best find it if I do these things, I can get it to happen. It gives them a better direction to start. Yeah, any little detail, write it down for sure. Uh, let's grab a phone call. We have time. Jerry is calling in from Maple Grove this morning. Jerry, good morning. What's your question, please? Good morning. I've got a 2019 Ford F-150 back, back up camera. The screen will flicker, and then the entire screen will go um, black. I shut it off, start it up, and then it's I get solid black. After it sets overnight, I start it up, and the screen is back and works fine. And this has happened about three or four times this last month. The, the vehicle doesn't get run every day. That's an example where um, I suspect there's something with the, the screen itself powering up or with the module that's feeding power to it. You know, as, as he as he had said, you know, starts it up, it kind of misbehaves, and then it doesn't work. He restarts it, just blinks, but then he lets it sit and it works fine. So there's something with that powering up cycle. Um, honestly, though, I think by the time somebody gets in the back of it, starts checking powers and grounds and, you know, looks at the schematic, I think you're going to find that that screen itself or that unit is starting to fail. So I, I don't know of an easy fix, per se. Um, probably, you know, once once if it's becoming a, a problem where you can't, using any of the functions, then you're going to have to have somebody look at that. Uh, possibly there might be a used version that you can put in and, and replace. Um, but somebody's going to have to start with getting getting behind there and figure out what's going on. Okay. Uh, Texter says this, Nick, uh, we took our 2019 Highlander to the dealer for an oil change, and the advisor said the manufacturer recommended changing all the fluids. I don't see that in the owner's manual. Vehicle has 80,000 Miles on it, driven normally, just highway. Is this normal, do you think? So um, I will say the sometimes the manufacturer's recommended schedule might vary a little bit from the dealer's recommended schedule. I'm not saying it's wrong. Uh, our climate is different than other parts of the country. Oftentimes they make these manuals, and they're supposed to fit the whole, you know, from Florida to Alaska. So different worlds, different climates. Now, what I will say, though, is I would follow up with that person saying, okay, I'm looking at the owner's manual here. I'm not seeing that. Can you explain to me why? Mm 
And if they can't give you a good reasoning other than just because, I would probably pass on that. I, I'd like to know that, that, you know, these fluids are dirty. There's a certain mileage interval. I would like to see a little, little data to support that recommendation or a, a condition that you know, we looked at it and it's, you know, it just doesn't look right. You know, it's very dark, it's dirty, it's contaminated. Reasons to justify those services. Um, you know, if it's an interval and they can, and they can demonstrate it says 60,000 or 80,000 miles it's due, it's a good, it's a good recommendation, but I, I would have a little more feedback before I'd make those decisions. Yeah, very good. Uh, good morning. Love waking up to your show every Saturday. Well, thank you for that. Uh, Texture says, I had the oil changed on my vehicle, and when I got home, I found a puddle of oil under my vehicle. The dealer who changed the oil fixed the issue, and they said that the plug seal was worn. Shouldn't they have checked the seal as normal oil change procedures? They did come to my home and fix the issue, but I still have an oil stain in my garage. I mean, accidents do happen, but uh, how, how, what would you comment on this one, uh, Nick? It, it happens. It's happened to us. Um, you know, uh, drain plugs have changed. You know, some of the newest vehicles have a plastic drain plug, which frightens me a little bit, but it works. Um, and there used to be a crush washer in some variations. Sometimes there's an O-ring. Um, you know, I we expect all of our people to obviously carefully inspect that along with everything else and uh, properly torque it. So I would like to say it, even with a new seal, properly torqued, um, there might be an issue with the fitment on the bottom of the pan, which also creates a little drop uh, or a little bit of a mess there. Obviously, kitty litter can help with that, or you know, kitty litter let that soak it up for a while, sweep that up, and maybe a little Dawn dish soap and a little scrub brush will kind of help get the rest of that oil off that uh, texture's floor. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, it shouldn't happen. Of course, you know, they should take all the proper procedures, but it's not 100% foolproof. We follow the proper procedures, and it's happened to us in the past too. So I, I wouldn't be too, too upset. I'd be, you know, they came over, fixed it, maybe follow up with them. Maybe they can come by and clean it up for you even too. So it's, you know, um, th- there's some options there. But if you want to clean it yourself, a little kitty litter or floor dries, if you have that, um, absorbs all that oil, and you can properly dispose of that. And then a little, after you've swept it up, a little dish soap uh, and a scrub brush, and I, I think that that'll probably. Um, on a one-time situation, will probably take care of any kind of oil spot you have. That's one thing I've noticed in coming to Lloyd's, uh, you guys there, Lloyd's Automotive. You you keep a pretty spotless uh, place there. And considering the kind of work you do, how in the world do you keep it so clean? Well, uh, you know Dan very well, obviously. <laughs> and he, he, he set the standard. And, um, you know, there's lots of ways of... Uh, your image, your marketing, who you are. And we think cleanliness is important. You know, we like to, you know, we don't want to work in a dirty area. We don't want to have our people end up uh, having that filth transfer into your vehicle. Um, you know, I don't want you walking through my door, rubbing up on a, the door and getting a bunch of oil on your arm. So we, you know, we keep things freshly painted, you know, I mean, it's still a working shop. There's still oil and grease and all that happening everywhere, but we scrub the floors and do all the little things to try to make it ready to go for the next day. Very good. Uh, you, you mentioned Dan. We're talking, of course, about Dan Burns. And once in a while, people will say, well, Nick, what happened to Dan? Is he still around? Well, maybe ex- explain real briefly in 20 seconds that Dan, that Dan is still around. And you may hear him from time to time, right? Yeah, you will. He's, uh, you know, I, I I was fortunate enough to buy Lloyd from Dan here a little while back. Uh, he's my mentor and 
very, very good friend, and he I, I speak with him almost daily. Uh, he was working on Friday, actually, so he he's still around quite a bit. He's just he's done his part. He he, he should be able to enjoy the the fruits of his labor, and I'm here to kind of pick up where he's left off and keep this thing going. Absolutely, yes. All right. Well, Nick, speaking of going, that's what we have to do right now. I know you have to uh, get to your uh, to your personal life as well. But for those that maybe need some help, uh, want to come in, bring their vehicle in to Lloyd's, how do we do that? How do they do that? Uh, give us some info. Absolutely. So if you're ever on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, as I said before, at 982 Grand, the corner of Grand and Chatsworth, two blocks east of Lexington Parkway, if you ever have a question or need some advice, you can give us a call, 651-228-1316. And if you'd like to check out our website, as I said, it's lloydsautomotive.net. Excellent. Nick, let's uh, join the forces here next week. What do you say? Sounds terrific. All right. Thank you, Nick. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Uh, Jack Farrell, of course, wine check coming up straight ahead here on CCO. Then in the 8 o'clock hour, get those lawn and garden questions ready for Julie Weisenhorn from the U of M. Our Smart Garden Show gets underway in the 8 o'clock hour. Here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.